We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome to the Thanksgiving week version of Talking Yang. We're doing it on Tuesday instead of Monday because Liss is only coughing up half a lung instead of an entire lung. Uh, so he's good to go. He just finished up a real man. So that's good. Yeah, too soon. I just finished up a real man wood and went on for like an hour and I got to edit like half of it because most of it's garbage. Well, that, that's a given, right? How much do you edit yeah. out on that? Usually I just edit out like cumulatively like three or four minutes, maybe even less, two minutes, a minute, a lot of ums and uhs and all these things. And I, I go through it, but sometimes I'll edit out a little section that I realize, you know, it's a kind of a bad take or something, or I'm repeating myself. So I sp- it takes me like an hour and a half to edit it, though. It's a real pain in the ass. It is. It really is. When I have the time to do it, I'm not going to have a time today to do that because it's value meter day. You know, and anytime it's, we do this on a Tuesday, I can't do this fine tooth comb thing here. I have to, you know, if there's a f bomb or something like that, and or we're disparaging someone that we shouldn't be disparaging, or it's just lame, then maybe I'll cut the whole thing out, like this whole intro, perhaps. Or maybe we'll just leave it at exactly. we'll this. Is like a, it's a good place to start. All good right. idea. All right. Uh, tomorrow's Thanksgiving draft day. We're doing our draft for the Thursday games on air on XM. It kind of made me think a couple of things. First of all, I love doing Thanksgiving drafts. Uh, I, I think just doing granular games, when you have the three games on one day, and they're all standalone, you got to sit through and watch these games. You might as well have something on the line. And you know, I'd rather do it. I'd rather do this than play DFS Thanksgiving Day. Uh, I'd rather take money from my friends than from strangers who are going to take from me more likely than not. Yeah, or in your case, I give money to your friends. But yes, I, I get this. I agree with the sentiment. I, I like betting like real money. I don't really gamble online. I used to have my brother had a guy who had a guy to a guy, and I'm not going to say because I, I don't know who it is. Okay, so if the authorities are listening, I got nothing for you. But. Uh, you know, I used to have a source, but uh, I don't have. I should probably just use the illegal online ones, but I've just kind of stayed away. And actually, in Portugal, I'm not even sure that it, it is illegal. I could probably go to a shop here or do something. I got to look that up. But I kind of like uh, 
good old fashioned against the spread handicapping for, for the holidays. I think it makes your holiday better. Uh, I mean, assuming you don't lose a bunch of money. Yeah, I, I, all of that is true. And I don't have an offshore account. I never have. I know a couple of people that have dabbled in that before, but I don't even know if they do that anymore. But I got to figure, you know, we're going to have that adult conversation about gambling in this country, state by state. I figure California has got to be one of the ones that's going to adopt it earlier than others, but it hasn't gotten there yet. I, I know we've got like Delaware and New Jersey and a couple other states. I think Pennsylvania maybe now too. You know, if they. Like no one it, lives in Delaware. Like, how is that going to be, you know, Delaware, all the corporations are incorporated in Delaware because they're such like a friendly place for corporations, but nobody lives in Delaware. How many people live in Delaware? 12. There's really very few. Keith Law and 11 oh. other people. Uh, but, and one of them is a NASCAR guy that runs the track there. So, uh, he barely even counts, but no, I, you know, I'm actually, that's one of the seven States I've never been to. I've, I think I've driven through it. I think on the way to, to Philly, right? Yeah, yeah, Maryland or something. I was drove through Delaware briefly. Maybe it's possible. Yeah, I, I just uh, that's it's going to be hard for me to make that check that one off my uh, list. There, you know, mostly it's mostly for me. It's uh, the Northeast. I've been to Maine, Vermont, New Hampshire. You've yeah. hit all of those, I'm sure. Oh, many times. That's Rhode Island, I, I haven't done uh, those four: Delaware, Alaska, and Mississippi. Although I. I've been told now that I may have actually stepped foot in te- uh, Mississippi because uh, we had a family vacation thing in Tennessee one uh, one year, and we visited a Civil War battle site that may or may not have crossed the uh, Tennessee Mississippi border. So we're we're I, I might be down to six, which would be pretty good for me. I, I, that, that's pretty good. You've been to Hawaii? I have been to Hawaii. Uh, okay. We're going to go back maybe even soon. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Actually, Hawaii's awesome. Have you never been? I've been to Hawaii. Okay. Don't try to say I've never been to Hawaii. You're the big yeah. traveler. I mean, I assumed you had been. That's why it was more I've of a been, I, I haven't been to as many states as you. I'm missing, um, what am I missing? I'm missing, well, I drove through, actually. I'm missing the Dakotas, those two. So Kim's got family in South Dakota, so that was easy to knock that one off. In North Dakota, as a kid, we went to a wedding in Fargo. So uh, it drove from Minneapolis to Fargo for a day, basically. Um, uh, yeah. And so, I mean, it was, I've never been to North or South Carolina. Really? I've been, I've been to those a lot. I was just there in North Carolina a lot uh, this never past summer Virginia for golf. Or West Virginia. I've been to both many times for, hey, my brother lives in Virginia. So I got that check, that box check. Or tennis either. Yeah. I, I, we used to do a lot of driving trips with my family and, you know, started off in the Midwest. So it was a good way to kind of hit a lot of places too. Um, so anyways, I don't know how I got on that tangent, but it is kind of fun to track that sort of stuff. Anyways, um, so what sort of uh, things? Hawaii, you- dude. Don't try to don't try to act like I've never been to Hawaii. I don't know. You've never talked about it. Why are you try to front like I've never been to Hawaii? Why uh, Why do I ever try to front about anything? Uh, I don't know. There's no point. Uh, so, is there sort of, what sort of expat community you got going on in Portugal? Do you celebrate Thanksgiving with anybody there? Yeah, well, last year, you know, Heather and Sasha went to, back to uh, L.A., and I stayed here, and I uh, had Thanksgiving with our friends who were actually uh, in the State Department and sort of live in the suburbs. Like, you know, it's a little 25-minute train, 30-minute train ride up the coast, mm-hmm. kind of a nice little, like, near-the-beach suburb uh, called Estoril. And uh, we're going back there. It's Sasha's friend from her first school when she was here, and uh, the parents are cool. They actually live in uh, Reno, uh, in the, you know, back, but they've been in Germany now, Portugal, and then they're going to Rome for three more years after this next year. Wow. So he does these department tours. 
Um, and, uh, it's pretty cool. They're nice people. And, uh, it's, uh, it's kind of a cool job that he has. And you'll never see him again after this year. No, no, we'll visit them in Rome. We're pretty good friends with them now. That's good. Um, doing the Thanksgiving drafts. Uh, so are you going to be able to watch the games tomorrow or I guess not? I mean, maybe you'll catch the early game, right? Well, it's Thursday, first of all, but second of all, um, yeah, the early Thursday, game yeah. is the early game is two thirty, so we'll be there, and and I'll have my uh, my phone, which I can stream with my uh, Game Pass account to their TV. Yeah, we'll put the games on. Nice, very good. Uh, uh, any strategy advice for the people playing the Thanksgiving game pools? I really haven't even looked at it. Okay, like, it's gonna be, I'm probably going to put a, a list in front of me like five minutes before the show. Well, DVR here promotional note: Derek Van Riper did an article uh, well, with this Thanksgiving game rankings, and I, he always does like pie rankings and beer rankings and things like that. I don't know what he has this year; I haven't read it yet, but I'll be using that for our draft tomorrow. So uh, at least I'll re- review to that, re- yeah, allude to that. We're all going to be scrambling to try to get like. Saints, maybe Falcons, although who knows the Saints defense, if you're going to be that eager to get Falcons. Um, but, uh, you know, you know, with the Bears, who knows, Trubisky might not even play. That could ruin that that set of offense stuff if you're trying to rely on Chase Daniel. Who knew that, you know, after what we were thinking about Trubisky earlier this year, that would have such a big effect on uh, the rest of the Bears offense. Maybe it won't. What do you think about that? Um, I think it will just, it's just practice time. You know, everyone's like, Oh, QB is so important. Look when the line moves six points, when the QB's out, but I'm like, so much of that is just like, because whoever the starter is, even if he's kind of scrubby, you know, he knows the offense, he knows the players. It just takes time. So when case Keenum takes over for Bradford, <coughs> the line moved probably four points, but like three weeks later, you know, it was the same as it was because Keenum had integrated in. Now, sometimes these guys are like, you know, Brett Hundley and they suck. Um, and there's nothing you can do in your McCarthy offense and anyone besides Aaron Rodgers is just going to fail. But in a, uh, creative offense could chase Daniel in three weeks, get ready. Yeah. But in one week, half a week, short week seems like a stretch. I think they'd be running the ball a lot and just doing a lot of short throws, um, which might work, but you know, it's kind of, it'll be one of those sluggish slug it out defensive games where the bears defense has to win the game. Meanwhile, we have a confirmed QB change, you know, forever, maybe perhaps in the case of Alex Smith with the Redskins. Colt McCoy starting against the Cowboys on a short turnaround. He did get the playing time at least and looked okay against Houston, actually. Uh, In fact, I think it may even help Jordan Reed. I'm not 100% sure on that hot take, but it might help him a little bit. Well, he got targeted once McCoy came in, and he was never reliably targeted with Smith. So that's all we know. Yeah. And that's probably enough to go on that it certainly can't hurt and could help. McCoy's okay. You know, I think McCoy is kind of like, um, he's kind of like a poor man's Alex Smith. You know, he's mobile. He doesn't throw really down the field. I think he's a little bit more mistake prone than Alex Smith. He's very safe, but he's going to be a game manager too. So. Yeah. In this case, it's probably good. I think Dallas is the type of team that plays down to the level of the opponent and will slug it out on the ground. And Washington's defense is actually pretty good this year. And I think that uh, it could be a close game. McCoy may just be you know, mobile enough and experienced enough just not to screw it up. We may have a quarterback change with the Titans. Mariota got hurt and may have aggravated the nerve problems in his elbow. Haven't got, you know, we, don't, we don't know for sure whether that's going to be the case, but if it is the case... It, you know, and he's been diagnosed with a stinger is what the latest is I've seen on that. But you know what? That still could linger. And, you know, it might not be the elbow injury as before, it's still, but that still could affect his feel and all that. You know, Blaine Gabbert's 
definite downgrade there. We know that. Yeah, Blaine Gabbard is is only only Nathan Peterman is worse than Blaine Gabbard. Yeah. We got tons of turnover at QB this week. Trubisky, uh, we mentioned him. Ryan Tannehill is going to be back this week uh, for the Dolphins. They've confirmed him as a starter. Any hot takes on him versus Osweiler? Is this the kind of practice time is really the only difference between the two, or is there a tangible difference? No, Osweiler played okay for a couple games, and then he really cratered. Um, I think that Tannehill is okay, you know, kind of like he's like what I would consider true replacement value, not like below replacement value that a lot of people are forced to go with. (laughs) I think he's like, you know, the baseline of what an NFL QB should be like just somebody who's okay, Mm -hmm. somewhat mobile can make the throws. Not great. Um, and I think that's probably worth like three points, two and a half points more than Osweiler and it should help them a little bit. Um, Devontae Parker's still banged up and I think that's kind of big. I, you know, as soon as he was healthy, like you could see he's a difference making receiver. Right. And, um, you know, this other guy stills is pretty good actually. And Jakeem Grant, if he's healthy, he's out for the year. Oh, he's out for the year. Yeah, he's out for the year. So forget about him. Okay. And then, uh, Danny Amendola, I got to delete him from the cheat sheet and And Danny Amendola probably get some work, but I don't know. It's like Drake and stills, I guess for the playmakers, maybe that's enough for them to do something. But I kind of think that the, the, uh, Colts are going to kill them. Yeah, I, I kind of think so too. Kind of leads me to our next exercise. We we did about five games on the air. We did the Thanksgiving game, Thanksgiving Day games, and two others on air. Uh, the guess the spread exercise, which I'm I'm really enjoying doing this. Um, and since we didn't really have time to finish that today, I figured we'd finish that out here. If that's cool with you, sure, let's do it. All right, so let's talk about this Colts and Dolphins game. It's at Indy. I guessed that the line would be Colts minus seven and a half. What did you What did you say? I had it way bigger, like ten or something. Let me let me look, let me pull this up. Um, right. And I, I guess it's seven and a half. Fifty-three. I guess that it would be eleven and a half, and a total of fifty and a half. No, fifty-two. Okay, it's so actually fifty and a half. And it's up to it's actually up to fifty-one now, um, and it's minus nine. That's uh, what it's at. Looking at the consensus page of that site that we use, so um, I'm I'm off on this one here. So. Uh, uh, you know, a little over on the over under and under on the Colts favorite, you know, and the Colts defense, maybe they're, they're actually legitimately decent. I mean, that, that is, Darius Leonard is leading, I think everybody in tackles. Plus he has like five sacks and an interception or two. I mean, he's been a big value add for this team. And it's like, you know, we, sometimes when a team gets all these young guys, we're like, Oh, I don't recognize any of these names, but no, sometimes that's okay. You know, it, sometimes it's better. I mean, yeah. you know, when the, when the veterans suck and you get a bunch of no names that you don't know because they're young, and you give these guys a shot. Some of them are way better than even they're supposed to be. Right. And that, that seems to be the case here. Um, and, you know, who's the corner that quit on the Bills at halftime? He's a former Colt. Um, yeah. I, oh, Vontae Davis. Vontae Davis. Yeah. Oh, they lost Vontae Davis. How can they live without that? Oh, right. Yeah. Well, and that's just a name that you know because he used to be good. Exactly. Uh, that's, that's exactly the example I was thinking of there. Jacksonville at Buffalo. Jags have lost six in a row. The the Bills are probably going to start Josh Allen. He had a full practice uh, this first uh, practice this week, uh, coming off the bye. You know, Matt Barkley might be their best current quarterback. Derek Anderson still in concussion protocol, but he was at practice with a helmet on his head for whatever that matters to, uh, today. So, what do you make out of this game? What did you guess it at? 
Sorry, I was just deleting Jakeem Grant. Say that again. Okay, Jacksonville. What did you guess them at here? It's uh, Jacksonville at Buffalo. I guess I had it. I had it Jacksonville minus one and a half. I had Jacksonville I minus would, three. I guessed it would be three and a half, and okay. it actually is three and a half. And obviously, I like Buffalo because I don't think they should be getting the field goal on the hook at home. Yeah, I guessed it would be Jacksonville minus three, so I didn't give them the hook. Um, and I'm reading it now; it's down to three. So maybe before we do staff picks, make sure you uh, get the, the most current line there. Yeah, I, I always do it Wednesday morning when I'm writing the article. I, I just I put in the lines for my guesses and then I revise them. The total is the interesting part for me. Uh, what did you guess the total would be? Thirty-four and a half. Okay, you you overguessed. I underguessed. I guessed it'd be forty-three. It's actually thirty-seven and a half. So I was way off. Uh, <laughs> well, actually, I didn't guess what it was gonna be. I just made it what I thought it should be. Okay, fair enough. But it's, it's 37 and a half. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it makes sense, though. I mean, Jack, so I just finished doing the rewatch of uh, Jacksonville, Pittsburgh, and I'm blogging it, too, by the way. So check out the Rotowire blog, rotowire.com slash blog. It's right up there. Uh, and I finished that one. This was just like the Tennessee game for Jacksonville. They didn't even try to throw downfield. It's it's embarrassing watching this offense. It, it is embarrassing. And they just don't trust Bortles at all. And I get why. But you spend a second-round pick on DJ Chark. He is your deep guy. You know They don't throw any deep balls to him. They didn't throw any targets to Keelan Cole. You want to talk about a guy whose stock has just evaporated. He's not hurt. He's just not getting snaps and getting no targets the last two weeks. It's a pathetic offense. I think Doug Marone has kind of got that like disease, that um, Mike McCarthy disease without the – Super Bowl, like they just get stubborn and they get frustrated and they just act out. Like they just, we're just going to run it a hundred times with Fournette right into the teeth of the defense. That's how we play football. Yeah, they you know, finished. Okay, I get it. Yeah. Bortles made some mistakes. <laughs> you want to base your team around something a little more stable? Totally fine. But that's just reactive to not mix it up. You know, not to take a shot and get these players involved. And I, I don't really know what they're doing. The Jaguars finished with four consecutive four and out, uh, three and outs to end the game. Uh, there were six minutes left in this game. James Conner dropped a pass on fourth and five, uh, and they, the Steelers are going for it. Down ten, got pinned, and then, then the Jags went a three and out and punted it deep, pinned the, pinned the Steelers back, and they still won. Down ten with like four and a half minutes left getting the ball. Really crazy, stupid game. Uh, it just, I mean, the Steelers did everything to lose this game, and the Jaguars just said, do not want don't can't win this one we will not win this we will not allow you to beat us i mean we'll not allow you to lose to us just horrible horrible offense just pathetic i mean the defense was awesome in this game they 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 have to be rightly pissed off at this one here just how pathetic this offense was well i mean you know Borles is bad but you you can't you gotta it's like they just get they feel like they're boxed in right either he's gonna throw three picks and lose the game or you're gonna hide him and then the defense has to win the game mm-hmm. and you'll have a game like this where the defense takes over early but eventually it doesn't hold right so you know they they just didn't design their team right and if they I guess they thought Bortles was gonna be better he played okay in the playoffs but um I don't know I, don't, I mean I'd be shocked if he's the quarterback next year yeah likewise i mean you just can't go on like that just what a waste too you've got this great great defense and here you are just like you know just it's really sad it's just really sad but why are the rumors that they're going to trade jalen ramsey like jalen ramsey is their best player like oh because he talks up he speaks up about how bad the offense is i mean fire the coach 
Get rid of Bortles. Why would you trade your best player? It's like the person who's sounding the alarm is the problem, not the thing that he's sounding the alarm about. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there's other stuff going on there that they just they just don't get along. And, of course, the coach is going to protect his own self as opposed to taking the side of the player. So who knows? I, I never understand what the, these teams are doing half the time there. It's like Richard Sherman. I mean, he's not, he's playing good ball for the Niners now. Uh, he's clearly got – he had an injury at least, but he's playing good ball from all the, met, all the metrics say and plenty left in the tank there. So, um, yeah, just, just a total mess there. All right, let's move on. Uh, Pats and the Jets. Pats are coming off a horrible game. Uh, they're on the road. They're facing the Jets. Who who knows what they've got is their, uh, you know, and, and what what they've got going on on at quarterback and their offense. Sam Darnold is considered quote I quote from Todd Bowles week to day to day comma week to week he can jog without pain. He's got a foot injury. Okay, great. What does that tell us? Nothing tells us nothing. And maybe that's purposeful. But I get annoyed by crap like that. I guess the line is Pat's minus eight. What did you do? I, I guess it would be minus nine. I made it ten and a half, and it's actually nine and a half because yep. I wanted to take the Pats. I was only going to take the Jets. It was so ridiculous number, like thirteen. Um, I just think the Pats are going to kill them, and the Jets are totally nutless. Yeah, and you, I think, and I, I, I don't want to take the Jets. Let's put it that way. I, I even though my line is below what the line is, I, I just can't do it. I was way off on the total, though. I guess fifty-one and a half. It's 46. I made it 46 and a half, and it's 46 and a half. So you're, you're feeling pretty good about that then. <clears throat> yeah, I, I couldn't believe it. When you choose like a half point and an over-under, and it's exactly that. But it just made sense because the Jets can't be projected to score more than like, you know, 18 points. You know what I mean? I, I knew when I, I right. knew the line. Yeah. I, was, I mean, when I guessed my line, I was like, okay, what's the score going to be? Like 26, you know, 28 to 18 or something. You know, I mean, that's the... The Jets aren't going to be projected to score in the twenties. All right, exactly. Um, they have they have some good cover corners, uh, but you know the, the the Pats had that week off. I think that you know it sounds like Gronk's going to play. That'll help them some too. All right, let's move on to Bucks. Uh, Bucks are hosting um, the Niners. Uh, two bad defenses here. Uh, I did Bucks minus four with a total of fifty four. What did you guess? I guess three and a half. But I made the line three, so I'm taking the Niners, and it actually is three and a half. Yep. I made the total 50, but the actual total is 55. Yeah, so I was one. I tried to go high on this one here, but wasn't high enough. It's, uh, it, it's, yeah, you know, but that, that makes sense. The Bucks can't stop anybody. Eli Billity was 17 for 18, right? Well, I know it does, mostly because the rest of his team was so good. I mean, the Niners suck. You know, I mean, the Niners, I guess Brito will run wild and Kittle will tear him apart. Goodwin's yeah. good yeah. are a good player. Um, yeah. I, but yeah, it, it's, it's, it's the last two teams that the, that the Giants have beaten, by the way. It's a, it's a, that, that's a low, low bar to clear. I mean, that, <laughs> beaten by the Giants. Yeah. That, that's, you know, if the Giants beat the Eagles this week, they're tied with the Eagles. I know. I've heard this like 12 times because. My Twitter feed's full of Giants people. You, a, bunch, a couple other industry guys, plus just following other writers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, uh, we'll get to your Giants here in a, in a second. Or, no, we did the Giants already. That's right. Yeah, we did them on the show. Yeah, that's right. By the way, it is. So the it is Eagles, uh, what, minus six? I still think it's six. Too much. 
That's too much. It's too much. Uh, I got to take your stupid Giants again. All right. Panthers hosting Seattle. What did you do on this one? Um, I made this line three, and I and I guess it would be three, but it's actually three and a half. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's just a little big. I mean, aren't these equal teams, Jeff? That's, I, I, I did the same thing you did. I had it three. Uh, I thought I think that's exactly what they are, equal teams. What did you set the total at? Uh, I had the over-under at 47. You're closer than I am. Was. It's 47 and a half, and I'm at, uh, and I'm at I guessed 49. I just thought it would be a little higher. Uh, but then again... Who knows? I mean, it. You know, Seattle on the road's a little bit of a different team, so I, I probably should. They also it run there. it a lot. Seattle, they like to slow it down. They're not, yeah, throwing that much. That uh, slows down the game. Not as bad as Dallas does, but still, yeah, I can. They're see almost that. like Dallas now. They play a similar game. That they're kind of similar. Yeah, and maybe that'll come to fruition. We'll see. I mean, Panthers are coming off a bad loss, two losses in a row on the road. Right after we were praising them after they whooped Baltimore, they then they turned around, got drilled by Steelers, and then lost to Detroit. So the NFL keeping you on your it should toes have beat Detroit though. They definitely time. they dominated Detroit. Detroit sucks. Yeah, they do. They do. Because in Detroit, and they missed a chip shot field goal and an extra point. And uh, what was the other issue that was going on there? But it was like they they should have won that game. Ravens hosting the Cardinals. Oh, the two point conversion. Obviously, they should, they had the yeah. game tied. They just yeah. decided to. Yep. Go That's right. Two. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When you're looking for a credit card, get one that wins awards. The U.S. Bank Visa Platinum Card is NerdWallet's 2021 Best of Awards winner for Best Zero Percent Intro APR and Balance Transfer Credit Card. It provides a great way to pay for large purchases over time, as well as consolidating other card balances. And speaking of award winners, the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card is NerdWallet's 2021 Best Credit Card for Dining Out or Ordering In. Earn four times points on takeout, food delivery, and dining. Get two times points at gas stations, grocery stores, and on streaming. If you're into cash back or travel rewards, U.S. Bank has credit cards that feature those benefits, too. Check out their full suite of credit cards at usbank.com slash credit card. The creditor and issuer of these cards is U.S. Bank National Association, pursuant to a license from Visa USA Inc., and the cards are available to United States residents only. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Ravens hosting the Cardinal. I mean, hosting the Raiders. Excuse me, I almost messed that up. I did mess it up. Ravens hosting the Raiders. I went big on this one. Ravens minus 11. I went 12 and a half. And, <laughs> I didn't uh, go big actually, enough. <laughs> the actual line is 11. Okay. Uh, I knew it was going to be big. It's a little crazy with Lamar Jackson. Maybe it's Flacco. I hate Flacco. I just want to just go away. Just let Lamar Jackson develop. But uh, hopefully Lamar Jackson will play. But either way, the Raiders, I mean, I like going against them <clears throat> off that token win where they can feel good about themselves. But the Ravens, <clears throat> the only problem is like the Ravens are like three, four weeks ago. I'd be like, oh, they'll win by 30. Like they're just going to kill the Raiders at home. But the Ravens that played the Bengals last week, that is a soft team. Like what happened to the Ravens? What happened to the Ravens is there was a couple turnovers where the Bengals had short field position. That's the only reason why this game was close at all. Oh, Lamar Jackson threw. Bengals scored two of their three touchdowns on short fields. They did almost nothing the rest of the game. They gave up over 400 yards to the Ravens. Uh, this, this game should not have been close. The, that it was speaks to, I mean, you know, a couple mistakes and maybe the fact that uh, the Ravens are not that good. I still think that's a possibility also. But uh, I, I still went big. I, I, I'm inclined to take the Ravens on this. I mean, it's, it's exactly at 11. The total is at is at 42.5. I picked 43 in this one. I said and, 43 also. Yeah, the Ravens, I just, I mean, the Raiders, 
they had their win last week, but they didn't they're not tangibly better. And they just lost Brandon LaFell, and who knows that Brandon losing Brandon LaFell actually hurts them. Uh, they, their receiving core is is what it is. Uh, I, I just don't see a, you know making the long trip to Baltimore. Yeah, second week in a row Terrible. on the road. Terrible. It's just they're going to get worked. It's going to be. I think this. It's going to be like forty-eight to three or something like that. Yeah, thirty-three to ten, something like that. That's, that's kind of the way I see it. Chargers hosting Arizona. Chargers just they they couldn't evade their DNA. They still are that team that just chokes whenever you want to use them in Survivor. And now they get another good Survivor matchup this week, home against the Cardinals. Cardinals found a way to lose to Oakland at home. Uh, but yet I, I find them to be a better team now that they got rid of Mike McCoy. I still think Wilkes is maybe eh, but I'm not, I can't pr- confirm that one just yet. David Johnson seems to be doing a lot better. They would have had a huge you know, Survivor, you know, survivor ceiling uh, touchdown. You know, big cover ceiling touchdown and DFS ceiling touchdown that got called back for a holding penalty by Ricky Seals Joan Moore, who is now Ricky Seals My Fate. Uh, yep. I said it. That's a long preamble. I, I had Chargers minus eight, and I had the total at 46.5. What do you have? I had Chargers uh, minus 13.5. <laughs> I guess it would be 13. It's actually 12. <clears throat> and I have the uh, total at 46, and it's actually 45. Yeah, that's uh I had it forty six and a half, so I was over on that, uh, but way under on the, the line itself. So I have to re you gotta understand the Chargers are per play wise, like elite. The only reason they lost that last game is they turned it over twice and they fell for a fake punt, which is basically a third turnover. And they had so a horrible play when running out the clock too when they were ahead too. Uh they they had a missed handoff. That turned into a sack, and then they then the following play, Rivers pulled a uh, car, threw the ball into the ground. They were running the the Broncos were out of timeouts. It was like thirty to do slides, go down, just go down, take the sack, lose forty seconds. (sighs) So stupid. That's that's the sort of thing the Chargers do, though. That's in there. That's what I mean by DNA. They do stuff like that. Yeah, it could be the great unraveling, but um, I think the Cardinals are going to crush them. I think. Yeah, maybe so. With Bosa too. Like, we'll see if he has a setback. But if he's himself, they're going to be tough. Pittsburgh goes on the road, faces the Broncos. Uh, it was going to be the night game, and I think it got flexed out. Uh, I think that's the case. It's a four twenty-five game now. Uh, it was bad Ben last week. He threw three picks. A fourth one could have, you know, was called back due to a penalty, but it was an obvious penalty. It was it was a good call. Uh, the one at the end it could have sealed the game at the end. It was an obvious face mask on the receiver, and it was a wonder that the first official didn't catch it. But at any rate, they found a way to win, which is infuriating, and it seems like they're kind of that sort of team this year. I set them as a road favorite on this one, uh, minus four and a half. What did you have? Minus two and a half, but I predicted to be minus three. It's it actually three. minus three and a half. I see it at three now. Morning. It's down to three. Okay, I guess it moved. Um, unfortunately, I, I was loving the Broncos at three and a half. I still like them at three, though, at home. Steelers aren't as good on the road. Uh, the Broncos are basically the Jaguars with an offense that's merely bad, not r- ridiculously bad. So uh, I think the Broncos probably win this game, and uh, I will happily take them with the points. I'm probably going to end up taking the Steelers. I was waiting. But maybe it, it just uh, I've got this like Stockholm syndrome thing when it comes to the Steelers. I don't know. Uh, I was way off though on the total on this one too. It's interesting. I want to kind of track this. Do you track like 
what happens when you're off by X number of points? What happens when you're, you know, when you, when you nail it? Like, how that corresponds to how well you do in staff picks? Um, I haven't, um, but I've been, anytime I'm way off on the spread, I haven't been tracking over-unders until last week. Um, every time I've been way off on the spread, I've been using the, the spread, you know, the, the pick. Yeah. So, you know, my super contest picks are largely reflective of that, and I'm not doing that well. I mean, I'm above 500, but barely. Yeah. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I'm going to try to start start doing that. See if there is a significance between like when I'm off by a, like a point versus when I'm off by like three. Is it just because I'm bad at handicapping, or does that mean that uh, there there is something there? Uh, I, I don't know. It'll be uh, worth tracking. I guess I have to actually follow that too, and like make the pick accordingly. Sometimes like I, I set that line, and I don't want to follow it because like oh, that's not the side I wanted to be on. But it just. So it goes. Well, set the line so that you put yourself on the side you want to be on. Yeah, that's and what you do. The, yeah. and, and, right. And then if the line is even more than you thought, which does happen to me occasionally, you're like, wow, okay, I guess I'm on the other side, but I'm getting a hell of a lot of points, way more than I thought I would. Yeah. That's one way of approaching it. I might do that. All right. Vikings are another Sunday night game in a row. Uh, this is like three. I think their last three games have been Sunday night games. Didn't they, before the bye, have the Sunday night game against the Saints? Then they were at the Bears last Sunday, and now they're home against the Packers this Sunday night. Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty weird. strange. It is weird. Uh, I mean, they're a good team. Don't get me wrong. And I guess, it, and of course, it's a great rivalry. I get it. But anyhow, I think they're a better team than the Packers. They're, they deserve more than the minus three. So I set it at four and a half. See, I set it at uh, three. I think they're about equal. I think the Vikings are a little better, but. Watching them last week against the Bears, like their offense kind of sucks. Their offensive line is not that good. I think that's the thing that really it, it, it bottles them up. And Cousins, when he gets pressured, you know he makes mistakes. The running game did nothing in this game too. I mean, they're running. Like game the Vikings' defense is good, and they have good receivers. But I kind of feel like the Packers' defense will give the Vikings some problems. And this is a three-point. You know, it's basically even teams. And Aaron Jones is really good now. Yes. I you know get if if the extra hook I, I'm just taking the Packers. So it's actually right at three and a half right now. So yeah, you got that hook. We'll see what happens by tomorrow morning. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think I'm going to be taking the Vikings on this one. I just it's the McCarthy thing. I mean, yeah, they've there's been all this blowback. This is the first time he's actually been questioned by like more than just us. You know, you know, right? Like mainstream media is now on him. Yeah, like, why did you punt there? Why didn't you challenge there? I mean, it was two indefensible decisions. I mean, I, I don't even think they're really close. You know, I saw some people saying, well, you've got to trust the defense. Why do you have to trust the defense? Why is the defense some entity that needs to be trusted, but Aaron no, no, freaking Rodgers no, isn't? But No, 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 but that's also just a false um, framing. Like, if you trust your defense, you go for it. Right. If you don't get it, your defense plays defense. Yeah. And he goes, well, we looked at it, and the math said this. No, you didn't look at the math at all. Stop freaking lying. You didn't look at the math. Come on. You, you can't even do subtraction, let alone, like, advanced math. Ugh, so bad. So bad. And, you know, you know, meanwhile, we got, like, Terry Bradshaw. Uh, if I had to decide between McCarthy and Rodgers, I'd go with McCarthy. What? I know. With Terry Bradshaw, dude. Come yeah. On. I mean, granted, I should, I should consider the source. You're right. But still, you get these whole people that think that McCarthy's a good coach. Oh, he's won a Super Bowl before. No, Aaron Rodgers won a Super Bowl for him. Come on, let's let's get this right. Anyways, uh, so I, I'm on Minnesota on this one. Tennessee and Houston. We don't know who the quarterback's going to be. I mean, that's that's a big part of it. It's Monday night. They get the extra day to get Mc, uh, Mariota healthy. Uh, 
I, I had to set a line guessing that uh, Mariota won't play is the way I approach this. So I said at Texans minus eight. I think that's a fair line if, if Gabbert's starting, but I said it forgetting that there was a good chance that Gabbert would start. So I made it three with Mariota, which I think is the right line. Um, and it actually it, is and a line right now. Six, but yeah. I think that's sort of just trying to handicap, like middle it, like, okay, depending on who's starting. But uh, if Mariota's starting, I love the Titans plus six. And the total is 41 and a half. So it's really low, too, on this one yep. here, which makes sense. I mean, Houston's a good defense. Tennessee's got ostensibly a pretty good defense, so they played pretty poorly against the Colts. Uh, yeah, I guess when you don't hit the quarterback ever, that makes it hard to play defense. Uh, that that's that's a remarkable thing. Luck hasn't been touched like the last four weeks. It's crazy how good their their offensive line's playing. Yeah, it is crazy, and it's also luck. I mean, give the quarterback credit for not taking sacks. Yes, yes, Get and being able quick. to move when you know there's a, feeling that pressure and being able to move, as opposed to Eli, who's like a deer in headlights. There's a few, a lot of other quarterbacks that way too. But luck has been really good at kind of making those little steps here and there too. Yeah, no, luck is – I wrote this in my column, and I'll ask it here. I actually could have written, written about this in the East Coast offense, but I didn't. Um, if you were if you were just drafting from scratch NFL, like you, you were doing an NFL draft from scratch, but every player was available, how many players would you pick before luck right now? That's a really good question. Um, and, and they're the ages that they are. So, you know, Brady's 39 and Rodgers is 33 or whatever. Yeah, luck would go before before both of those guys. I would guess. I mean, it'd be coming down to Mahomes. Mahomes versus Luck would be kind of what I think, right? Be Mahomes, golf, Luck. Those are the guys that you know. Deshaun Watson maybe would go pretty high. Russell Wilson would be very high. But those would be the top. I mean, Luck would probably be a top five pick, right? I'd, I'd have to say so. I mean, I, think about how crazy that is. You know, like he'd be a top five pick. That's how and we were wondering if he'd ever throw again. You know, right. you know. I, I'll admit. I have zero shares of Andrew Luck this year. I was a skeptic. I, you know, the fact that he was so limited in the offseason, and I, I just was like, nope. And it, you know that that's a blind spot for me. Is I like things to be settled. You know, I like, you know, th- this is the verdict on him. But the thing is, it's a it's a fluid. Players are fluid. You know, the cards they don't they're not cards. They have different. They have changing value and. I want things to remain solved sometimes, and I got to get over that because then you miss out on all these opportunities when things change. Well, you know, we talked about it. There's all these heuristics that you use. You're like, okay, well, don't take a player who needs to be healthy to earn value. Okay, cross luck off the list. I can just get James Winston at that same price, or I can get Jared Goff, or I can get, well, I guess if you got Goff, you're perfectly happy. Or I can get Carson Wentz when you're not happy. Um, it depends, you know, I mean, so you, you can, that's a good rule of thumb if last year i bought luck in the uh, stopa league and it was a huge waste in two qb yep. league it was the same thing it was like oh he's going to be healthy first couple of weeks and there's the heuristic like no don't you know what you just said which is don't worry about things being settled you got to be flexible to get profits i mean you know they all run into conflict with each other these heuristics of course. and they're all useful in the right everyone is correct when it, the example is correct and fits the trick is always like figuring out which you know, rule to apply to which situation. So the rule itself is kind of valueless. It's it's only valuable when properly applied. And so the the whole you know the rubber meets the road where you apply it. So it's totally like you can never like look at what you did wrong and say, okay, I got to be more like this because it's not that you have to be more like this. It's just you have to be more like this when a situation like this, which you didn't know it was, uh, arises next time. That's right. That's right. 
I want to finish with a couple of news items here. O.J. Howard going on IR. This kills me. I have him in a lot of places, uh, including a couple of best balls where I'm like, okay, I'm done. Don't have, you know, no more tight ends left. Zero tight ends. Yeah. The rest Which is, of the way. it's kind of been a, a theme this year. I mean, unless you're, unless you have Zach Ertz or you have Travis Kelsey, I mean, which are two of the three top ones, of course. And you've had to battle stuff all year. Olsen's missed a big chunk. Now Howard, uh, you know, some, some are expected. You know, you, you've got Tyler Eifert, of course. Yeah, of course he's out for the year. Uh, Jimmy Graham has a broken thumb. They're still seeing if he can maybe try to play through it, which seems kind of crazy to me. Because you kind of need your hands to catch, I would think. But so it goes. Yeah, he can't catch anymore anyway. So, you know, they use him as like a blocker. He can't block either. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, yeah, tight end has been a lot of injuries. And it really makes you see how Earth and Kelsey have been huge league winners probably. You know, like people who have those guys, yeah. it's just what an edge to have those guys. I guess Kittle has been pretty big too for where you got him. Yeah, that's true. Kittle has been awesome. Trey Burton has been okay. He's paid the bills. Uh has had his games where he hasn't done much, but he's had enough where he's done. He's done pretty much. I did one trade where I gave the guy a choice between Burton and Kittle, and Kittle saw his bye week coming, so he chose Burton, and I'm pretty grateful for that. But that, that's going to he's going to get hurt next week, and that'll cost me because I just lost karma points. But whatever. Carry uh, on, Johnson looks like he's going to miss some time, but he's you know he's missing practice this week. They're treating it as like oh he's still missing practice instead of affirmatively declaring him out yet. Again, I want things to be solved. Uh, I don't, I don't want to have to guess, but I, I would assume that he's not going to play this week and probably in, for a while. Is my guess. Yeah, a team out of the out of the playoffs. You don't really want to push your star, budding star rookie running back. Let's right. get him back when he's completely healthy. Yeah. Hey, anything else you uh, were working on with East Coast offense, or any other observations you want to share before we sign off? Yeah, I got into it with people online that I didn't think Devontae Adams was a good real life receiver. I mean, I thought he was good, but not a great real life receiver. And I got a lot of pushback on Twitter, I think because people confuse how good he is as a fantasy receiver, which he obviously is a top five fantasy receiver, with how good he is in real life. So I uh, wrote it up in East Coast Offense, made my case. Okay, check that all out. Rotowire.com slash pod. If you don't already subscribe to Rotowire, but yet you listen to this podcast every every week religiously, you can still get a free 10-day trial and check out East Coast Offense. Highly recommend it. I love the intros that you write, for, write up for it. Um, and as well as the notes, if you don't already check out the notes in the blog, uh, some good stuff there. All right, that's going to do it for uh, Talking Yang. Thanks for uh, listening to us ramble on, as we tend to do. And uh, good luck in your Thanksgiving Day games. Take care. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.